Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are pharmacists out of the box. I'm Heather. I'm Bryn. And this is Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, good morning. What's Suzanne's last name? Keys. Oh, yes. So she is with Keys Compounding Pharmacy. So we are so excited to talk to her today, learn all I'm about her. To be here. Oh, thank you. We're so excited. So, yes, she is big on functional medicine. So I met her on Facebook in one of our uh, Facebook groups for functional medicine pharmacists. Which I just found out about, Suzanne, like with like our last couple of guests. Yeah, have I been hiding from guests. you? Oh my gosh, I was like, when I found out about functional medicine, I was like, holy crap, like that's exactly what I've been, like in my mind, what I envisioned it should be like. And then you guys, yes. I'm always like that. I'm always like a step behind. But it's really exciting to hear about. I mean, it's it's exciting. And I've talked to a couple of students, my career coach students are like, what? So I think it's really good that we're talking about it. Yes. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, Heather's got a quick little egg story. For oh us, yes. And I do have an interesting story for right our audience. Um, so for those of you who just listen on the podcast, I'll try to explain everything in words, but I, as you, if you've listened to our podcast or watched our podcast, you will remember that I have chickens. They appear occasionally <laughs> in some of our videos. Um, but they lay these beautiful different colored eggs. So you can see they go all the way from like a, yeah, I don't even know, like an olive color all the way to regular brown eggs to like these pretty blue eggs. So I have an Easter egg or who lays these blue eggs. Anyway, so she has these beautiful eggs that she lays normally like egg size, but I don't know what's going on lately. Uh, this is what she's given me lately. They're like these, these get smaller and smaller and I have no idea what's inside. I haven't opened them yet, but I just thought I would share that little interesting that maybe that's crazy. always lay regular yeah. size of eggs, but That's anyway, crazy. Uh, if I can remember, I'll update you on what, if it's chocolate <laughs> oh, <laughs> or almonds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so that was my funny story for this week. Do you have anything no, crazy that happened No, I'm a week? city girl. I don't know why those are doing that. I, <laughs> I love the country, so maybe <laughs> someone can enlighten us. Yeah. And how so I, let me add to your chicken story because yes. I also am from Dallas originally and being in Western Oklahoma, where, you know, I'll get farm fresh eggs and everything. And I was talking to a friend of mine who had, uh, had the restaurant and she was telling us, she's a country girl. Let me see if I can turn that down. And um, we were, for some reason we were talking about fertilization and I said, she said, yeah, you know, that red dot when you open your eggs. And when she explained that to me, I, I was mortified. <laughs> Completely right. horrified. And yeah. now I throw out all of those that have the little red dots. Yeah, because that means they're fertilized for those, our audience. But you know what? I have to say, I only have hens, so I have no roosters. So none of my eggs are fertilized. I can guarantee you. But sometimes they still have a little red spot in it. I don't, not like probably the ones that are fertilized, but it'll have a speck in there. So anyway, that makes you feel any better. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from our egg stuff, yeah. Susanna, how did you get into compounding in into all the functional medicine stuff? So I have been a pharmacist for 20 some odd years, and uh, I always liken it to having professional ADD. I've, <laughs> I've done um, hospital pharmacy, um, nursing home consulting. I was a prior authorization pharmacist for um, a PBM for a little bit. I was trained staff pharmacist. So I was a chain manager. I have just done everything. And um, anyway, I took a reprieve. I left one of the big chains and took about six months off, did some traveling, came back and thought, 
you know, the kids are gone and I thought, I'm just going to work part time. So we went to work for another big chain temporarily slash only two days a week. And then that two days a week became three days, which became four days. And then before I knew it, they had me traveling across the country. <clears throat> and I said, I came home crying, actually, um, probably within the first three or four weeks. And I told my husband, I said, I, I just can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. That it's monotonous. I don't see anybody getting better. Um, so I literally followed that statement up with, I'm going to open a muffin hut. Um, <laughs> Mine's a bed and breakfast. Whenever I go there, it's like, I'm opening a bed and breakfast. Like I have no idea how that's going to happen, but for some reason that's mine. That's what I'm going to That seems a little bit more profitable because my <laughs> husband did put pen to paper and he goes, do you know how many muffins you have to sell <laughs> to equal what you were getting before in the miserable job? And I was like, that's a bad I know why are you talking like that? Yeah, I know. But I want to sell muffins. <laughs> I hear your point. So uh, we live in a rural county, a rural city in um, Oklahoma, and there's no pet store between Oklahoma City and Amarillo. And our new child was our boxer. And I was like, okay, then I'll open a pet store. That's what I'll do. And I'll do the pet compounding in the back. And so I started kind of looking into compounding for pets only. And then all the opportunities and went, I could do this for like people. Um, so I opened a brand new from scratch, um, concrete floors, built it from, from bottom to top compounding pharmacy. And this was about eight years ago. And shortly after the new England, uh, the NECC crisis with um, their compounding. And I knew I wasn't going to be doing sterile, but I kept hearing all these people go, that's so brave. And I was like, what? And they're like, so brave to open a pharmacy, especially a compounding only pharmacy in this day and age. And I'm like, okay. So I, I've always maintained that God has made me just dumb enough to think that there's nothing I can't do. And so I just go full force walking straight into it. And so I started compounding and really loved it. I knew enough when I started about hormones to not do them because uh, I knew that was too complicated. So I thought, well, I'll just cure Western Oklahoma's toenail fungus epidemic, one big toe at a time. There you go. And I'll fill all the dogs' thyroid doggy bones. And before I knew it, just because I had been in Western Oklahoma for so long, women found out where I was and they saw that I was compounding. And so they just came and were like, Oh my gosh, you're going to be my savior. You're going to do all my hormones. And I'm like, no, no, uh, uh, I said, <laughs> fungus. I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of patient pushed. And I realized that there was a, a big need for that. So I started getting into the hormones and one thing just kind of led to the other. And before long, and we can get into that in a second, but um, after doing, really diving into the hormones and finding out that there were, had to be something else that was going on that was connected to all of that, it was about then. Um, how, how that kind of happened is that, you know, we're all trained um, physicians, practitioners, nurse practitioners, and pharmacists that if you have a symptom, then we do the diagnostics, usually includes a lab. If you're deficient in that lab, 
then we replace it and then you're better magically. So I took that same traditional thought process and applied it to the hormones because that's all I knew to do. And it worked temporarily for a lot of my patients. I, I reason that out because when you feel like you're at the bottom of the pond, then being brought to pond scum level is actually an improvement because mm -hmm. you're not the dredge on the bottom. Um, and so that's kind of what I likened it to, you know, these women were feeling so poorly that just any little bit would help them, but then they kind of hit a glass ceiling and, and I lost those patients because they weren't getting markedly better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little slow learner. So it took me about a year and a half to two years to go, I wonder what's going on. Um, so the more I started learning just really at the core of hormones and going, oh, so, so your nutrients, those, those could be affecting your hormones. It's like, that's pretty cool. And then I was like, oh, so your blood sugar could affect your hormones too. That's, that's something I didn't think of. And it kind of grew from that. Um, for about a year and a half past, I literally was running my pharmacy to this day. I'm still the only pharmacist. Um, I have a PRN when I'm out of town, but I would run my pharmacy, you know, from nine to five. And then I would do research at night and literally cut, copy and paste and make these spreadsheets and these, um, these word documents of all the information that I was collecting. So I could kind of put it all together. It, it was almost like taking a jigsaw puzzle of 2000 pieces, throwing it out on the floor and then looking at it in aerial view. And going, oh, that piece goes to this, and that piece goes here. Mm -hmm. So for about a year and a half, like I said, I, I tracked this all myself. I, and the more I learned just on my own, I would practice it on my patients. So I was somewhere caught between OBRA 90 required counseling and a consult, but not quite a consult. I was still doing it across the counter, mm -hmm. and people were just crazy for this information just the little bits of tidbits information that I could tell them and come to find out the little 10 minute consult became a 20 minute consult and I kept practicing on these patients and I use the term practicing um to see their response to take their temperature to test what I was learning and to the point where it was backing up my pharmacy mm -hmm. and so my staff actually came to me and said you can't do this anymore you you're gonna have to sit down with these patients and make appointments. And of course my gut reaction was no one's going to sit down with me. Number one. And number two, one of my staff said, you have to start charging for this just like a doctor's appointment. And I was like, you don't understand. Pharmacists have never charged for our education. We are the most accessible and we give our way our knowledge for free <laughs> and only out of necessity and kind of just to prove that no one was going to pay me, I was like, that's fine. I'll charge $65 a consult. And people were coming out of the woodwork. Mm. And eventually, about six months into that, I thought, I can't keep this up. You know, running the pharmacy and then doing five to seven consults a week, that's a lot. Because it was, in, each consult was causing me at least a week's worth of homework afterwards. Right. So I thought, we're going to work smarter and not harder. We're going to double it. We're going to go to $120 an hour. No one will pay me $120 <laughs> for a consult. That'll weed out all those people. 
The other thing that happened when I didn't charge enough was that 65 bucks, no one on the other side of the table is invested. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll sit there for however long, listen to whatever spiel I have, take whatever advice I have for 65 bucks, as long as I give them the magic cream. Mm. So what that translated into was I was putting all this work and designing a plan and a protocol that include compass everything from sleep hygiene to nutrition to stress um, and supplements and the hormones. But for $65, they weren't going to do any of that. They just mm-hmm. needed the hormone cream. So then what happened there is that that backfired, they do it and then they would not get better. And then it was directly linked to me. Mm. Suzanne doesn't know what she's doing because it's not working. Mm. And in reality is they weren't doing because you didn't do what I said. <laughs> so this that's when I, I thought, well, I'm gonna charge 120. That'll weed out the people that really aren't vested. And so over a couple of months, it went went, it we increased it because we added more services, um, yada yada yada. We added um I added a program where the patient actually would answer about two to three hundred questions online and then I would print out their response and it would print their responses out in a medical timeline which was really incredible and very healing and cathartic for that patient because then they could see oh I had a baby then my mom died um my husband got laid off and then I got IBS Mm. I mean I'm being very general but they could see where their events in their life culminated into a manifestation directly after they saw it in black and white mm-hmm. from the answers that they did. So we, so we increased our pet or consult fee to about two fifty, I think. Wow. Um, cause I thought surely that was going to be it. So long story shorter, I'm up to about $400 a consult now and it's about an hour and a half to two mm-hmm. hours. Um, and that is only for the consult in my work. That doesn't include the testing that they have to do. It doesn't include their supplements or whatever recommendations I give. But um, that's how I kind of got to where I am now. In my training, the one thing that, that really spurred me into finding out and digging more is that I'm a, I'm a why person. Hmm. So in my five second elevator speech, when somebody asked me what I do, I say, I take what you have and ask why you have it. And so when somebody comes in and they start telling me all these symptoms and we as a society have become numb to what is abnormal. And we've also been taught that the abnormality is common. Therefore it's normal. Mm. What I mean is we've just become a society that expects crap with aging Mm -hmm. that comes with medicine and we expect at least two chronic diseases. That's Mm -hmm. just part of aging. And I'm the type of person that goes, Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in for that. Right. So I, I started digging and going, why, why is everybody dealing with this? Why is everybody in this small town got Hashimoto's or, and, or, um, we have a lot of people that have ankylosing spondylitis, which is another immune system or mm-hmm. autoimmune disease, which is actually more common in males. And I have one male with it and five females. Wow. At that point, I'm like, that's weird. Right. So what are we all doing, breathing, 
eating, ingesting, that's causing this pandemic of chronic disease. Mm. So doing all the digging and everything. And then about two years into it, I found um, IFM. There's a couple of two big organizations, two rather large organizations, A4M and IFM. I chose, I chose IFM for my training. But, you know, when I found them, I, like, literally heard angels sing. Mm. Like, oh, nice. somebody, somebody else is My thinking people. the same way. Yeah. yeah. My tribe. So, everything else after that was just kind of, um, it was like a ball just had, had peaked, and then it's just been rolling steady since then. Congratulations. How exciting. So can I ask a question? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of self-trained yourself a lot just because you are that why person, which is a great trait actually. Um, but then you found, so I guess I was like, how does she learn all this? Cause for people who are out there like, wow, this is interesting. I want to get into it too. And we've talked to people who've gone on and gotten like huge nutrition degrees. So it's like, so do, you'd kind of trained yourself, but then when you went with IFM, do they have like training that you can get certified or something? Yes, absolutely. I'm glad you asked that. So IFM, the Institute for Functional Medicine is actually um, designed, it's designed for practitioners. And to date, there are, well, I'm going to say as of last summer, because I haven't checked, I was number seven. I was the seventh pharmacist in the world to be certified through IFM. Uh, my colleagues became eight, nine, and 10. <laughs> and right now, my three colleagues that I'm, we're actually, the, uh, there's four of us that are working together, um, and I can talk about that in a minute, on specific functional medicine training specifically for pharmacists. But um, I think right now there's about 40 or 50 pharmacists that are in the certification track. Yeah. So it's grown considerably mm -hmm. that they will be graduating um, in the next few years or so. Does, but, go ahead. Does that teach you, like, would somebody have to learn a lot of information on their own kind of self-study like you did? Or does that certification program kind of give you a good bit of information to practice? Um, both. So okay. as a pharmacist, now remember, because because it's designed for practitioners. So in other words, I would sit down to one of the modules, one of the live courses, and they would start talking about um, T helper cells and, uh, and uh, NSK beta and all, and I'm going, what? what? So I felt kind of like Fred Flintstone in the car trying to <laughs> keep up, you know? um, Had I not done a significant amount of studying slash research slash reviewing on my own, it would have been more difficult. Mm -hmm. But with that said, that's not prohibitive. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, my setting that I did about a year for about a year prior actually helped a whole bunch. I wasn't as far behind trying to struggle and keep up, but IFM, if you do the certification path, they have specific modules and I think there's six or seven and they are entirely comprehensive. I can't say enough about the education I received. Um, some people may think, well, it's a little bit excessive for a pharmacist. I totally disagree. They take mm -hmm. you down to the core. You go over physiology. They do it in modules to where you go, you know, there's an HRT module. There's an immune module. There's a detoxification module. There is an energy module where you talk about mitochondria dysfunction, mitochondrial dysfunction. Um, there's a gut module. So having that basic I say basic, but comprehensive understanding 
I think is I made a world of difference in my ability to be a functional pharmacist to help see both sides of what's going on. Mm. I think that we're we're in a prime position to accept that knowledge and then turn right around and utilize it. With that said, it's not necessary to get certified at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just one of those people who's like, if there's a certification, I'm probably going to do it because I, I, I'm if I'm going to work this hard, then I want to test myself at the end and, and see what I've retained or could use. That makes sense. Did you have any key resources that like inspired you, either books or podcasts that really like led you to? In the beginning, no. Okay. I kind of had to learn who, I say that I Google, you know, I Google, <laughs> I Googled a lot of stuff, but then, and it didn't matter at the beginning. I didn't know who to trust, who would be considered a mentor, what was Wikipedia, you know, what was translated by somebody else's, to somebody else's website through Wikipedia. So I've already done that work. And so when I help another pharmacist, I, I let, or when I go teach, I teach all across the country. Um, you know, I give them those resources and go, these are the people that when you're starting out, trust this person and you can go to this person's website. At the beginning, I trusted Chris Kresser. And for the love of Pete, I had no idea if he was like a janitor at a, at a, at a elementary school. <laughs> I love you, Chris. <laughs> um, I hang on one second. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I was like, it didn't matter who, who he was, his information was, um, I, I could, I could easily digest his information. My patients could easily digest that. It was not over anybody's head. But the thing that I liked is that everything he referenced, he had a hyperlink to the study. So I didn't go have to go and dig for the study. I could just click on it and go, Oh, what he's saying is valid. Um, and so that's kind of how I built my list of people that I was like, okay. And then the more I got out into conferences and before IFM, you know, I would attend any functional medicine conference I could get my hands on. And I started learning the people, the names, the physicians, the authors that I, that I was like, I don't have to research to see if you're telling me what's mm -hmm. accurate. So it sounds to me like if somebody had the drive that, you know, there's places to go, there's conferences, there's this uh, IFM, there's like you, there's people in that space that they can, Absolutely. it sounds very accessible if someone was interested in that. Very. Oh, I have a question. I know yeah. I'm gonna let you ask a question. So going back a little ways, you talked about you wanted it to be like a pet, um, like for dogs. So I'm just curious, do you have pets in your pharmacy or animals? <laughs> Depends on the day. She had no. the cute puppies in her pocket one day and what? posted the cutest picture. I love that one. <laughs> oh gosh. They were like the littlest Oh, she has left the screen, folks. For those of you who are listening, I think she's going to get something, something she's furry. A I hope. Animal lover. <gasps> oh, who's coming? I should let my creepers in at the end. Gorgeous, or she? Oh, oh, Maggie. oh Maggie. Maddie or Maggie? Maggie. Maggie. Oh, and it was gonna be Maggie's Muffin Hut. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tiny. She well, she's not tiny anymore. Like you saw, she was in my pocket. She was only five weeks old, but now she's six months old. Um, boxer. She's not socially appropriate right now. So she's oh. <laughs> 
That so was here every day. Awesome. Awesome. What does your typical day look like now? So I take it you're not the only pharmacist on duties right now, compounding and yes, doing I am. That is so crazy. <laughs> what? I was answering a question. <laughs> Folks, I can't really that. So the only time I have a relief pharmacist in here is if I'm out of town. Um, and so I, we just moved to a new location. So we have, um, we have a bigger location that has just the retail side. So I've got my operations manager in there with a the technician and myself. And then my lab manager is in the non-sterile, non-hazard compounding room. And then we've got a third room that's our HD room. Wow. So, when do you do the consults then? So I, well, um, <laughs> a lot of times what I do is I'll get here early, we'll clear the queue, and then I'll have everything prepared. And so it's really just an hour and a half. My girls, uh, they prioritize things that are where people are going to be coming in that within the hour so I can get those done first and then they handle everything and then when I get back I've got you know 75 prescriptions to check but <laughs> when I get done with my consult so that's amazing that is really cool <laughs> my goodness so you're able to fit it all nine to five Monday through Friday yeah now it's nine to six but yes that's awesome. And it looks like you're just so happy with where you are in your career. Well, I will tell you, it can, I mean, like I said, I was going to open a muffin hut or a pet store. I was done. Mm. And, and the compounding revitalized that a little bit, but the drive, like I said, that kind of kept me going has really changed everything. In fact, I, um, one of my dear friends and colleagues, uh, Lara Zakaria, is a pharmacist and she's a CNS. She's a clinical nutrition specialist. Mm -hmm. And I had been toying with going back to get that degree for a couple of years and decided when I found out that they were going to make me take A&P, I had never had anatomy and physiology for my degree. And I was like, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of tried to put that on the shelf. And obviously it didn't fit on the shelf. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so it came back around a couple of times. And so finally I just did it. So right now I'm in the process of finishing my A&P course. I got, in, I got admitted to the University of Western States. I postponed enrollment until April. So now I'll get my master's in nutrition and my master's in functional medicine. That's nice. awesome. That is so cool. So there's actually a master's in functional medicine? Yes, yeah, so it's actually a combined. Oh. It's called a um, HNFM master. It's an MS and HNFM, so human nutrition and functional medicine. And they, their curriculum actually is, works with IFM. So having my IFM certification actually helped me clip out of about four classes. That's awesome. So. Well, we have like three more minutes, so I want to make sure this doesn't oh, yeah. shut off because I think I fixed it where we could go longer, but it looks like it's trying to like cut us off at th three more minutes. <laughs> have you, are you, um, have any passion projects or goals? Obviously this new education thing. I can't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I said, we are, we are hoping to beta our functional medicine training for pharmacists next year. So if anybody's interested, you can follow us or follow me on Facebook. Um, Keys, Pharma, Keys Compounding and 180 Wellness, or on Instagram, I'm hashtag the, the Functional PharmD. Um, so we'll keep everybody updated. But um, 
and then just finishing that degree and getting that content rolled out, I'm, I'm having to put a lot of things on the back burner. So that is so exciting. What do you do to self-care while you're doing all this intense study? Well, Thursday I rode 600 miles on my Harley. Nice. Oh, that's nice. We rode to, uh, I was teaching a hormone class in Memphis and woke up at 730, loaded the bikes, kickstands up, my husband on one bike, I'm on the other, and we took off and made 600 miles before sundown. That's nice. awesome. I love my Harley and uh, my adult kids and traveling and my husband, and I love to travel. So. Nice. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And she always does cool workouts too. Mm. Like really hardcore. I'm like, ow. Totally. totally I come to work and change <laughs> yeah here's the deal i mean y'all saw it. this is this is my this is my wear and i tell patients you know at the you live it you walk yeah, i have just you. enough time to wake up go to the gym come home food prep for that day and then make it to work and i would apologize for it for a long time and tell people i'm, I'm sorry and then i started going you know what if you need that pharmacist in the white coat walgreens is down the street I'm not that person, mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'm also not going to tell you to do something that I'm not doing. Right. Right. So I kind of let it speak for itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure to send us, um, email us the information about your Facebook and your Instagram and all how you would want people to reach out to you. Cause I yes. think a lot of our audience is going to be very interested. So whatever you can send us, we'll put that definitely in the, the, the wordage that we put. And for those this. of you listening, it's Suzanne Keys, K E Y E S. And she's amazing. So. Yeah. Are too. Uh -huh. So we're pharmacists. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're pharmacists out of the box. And Suzanne's definitely one of those too. Yes. I'm Bryn. I'm Heather. We'll catch you next time. Thanks guys.